Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. The message I bring you this morning, I have titled, Why Keep War? Why Keep War? And I'd like to read to you from the book of John. Chapter 18, from verse 17. You aren't one of this man's disciples, are you? She asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. Verse 25. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there, warming himself. So they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. Warming oneself is seeking for personal comfort, for pleasure. It is a lack of zeal. It is being cool, moderate about everything. Moderate. In fact, it is worse when one is just moderate about things that are very important. Peter was warming himself. He was moderately heated up. Warming oneself is finding a place of hiding in the midst of turmoil. In the midst of difficult situations, challenges, troubles, one tries to find a hiding place. Warming oneself also represents deserting a cause and deserting a leader. In the case of Peter, he was not just deserting a leader, he was deserting the Lord, the leader of all leaders. What I need to bring to your attention is that it wasn't long ago in John chapter 13 and verse 37, Peter had said to Jesus, I will die for you. John chapter 13, verse 37d. He said to Jesus, I will lay down my life for you. Not I will die with you. I will die for you. I will take your place. I don't want you to die. Instead of you dying, I will die. But a simple thing as staying all night and praying, Peter slept while Jesus was praying. And Mark reported this. And it was Peter who detected what happened to Mark to record. So in effect, it was Peter who was writing through Mark. And this is what Peter told Mark, that while they went into the Kidron Valley, Jesus went away from the disciples to pray, and he tasked them to also pray. The hour was dark. He was near the end of his physical life on earth. Not willingly, but he knew that Satan was after him, and he was going to use human beings to arrest him and kill him. 
It wasn't easy for Jesus. He needed friends at that time. He needed the support of his leaders at that time. He needed, he needed some people who would stand with him. Everybody needs someone to stand with them when times are hard. Peter, it was in the same conversation, they left the place of eating the last meal at the Passover to go into the garden to pray. And within that short period, when Peter had said in John 13, I will lay down my life for you, they got into the garden. Either the food he ate was too much or the trouble that was looming overwhelmed him. So he and all the disciples, they slept. In Mark chapter 14, from verse 37 all the way to 40, in three times Jesus came back. They were asleep. They were asleep. Why keep warm? In the same Kidron Valley, Peter suddenly woke up from the sleep. And Jesus said to them, The adversary is now upon me. All of you rise up, let us go. And indeed, the Jewish people, the leaders, the Pharisees, they came to arrest Jesus, led by Judas Iscariot. I know some of you know this story. And when they came, suddenly when Peter woke up from the sleep, he said to himself, I have promised to die for this man. And the people are coming to arrest him. He pulled his sword and he tried to fight and he caught Marcus's ear. And Jesus said no. So he took the ear and he placed it back. This is Peter. He tried to fight a bit. And you think Jesus would be on his side. But Jesus was on the side of the perceived enemies. And he was walking in grace. And he was walking in love to his enemies. He placed Marcus's ear back. Was it a reason for Peter now to get so confused about the word, the declaration he made that I will lay down my life for you. Could it be that that was the very reason why now Jesus was arrested and was standing before Annas, the former high priest? The Bible said he's the high priest. History said he was the high priest past who was removed and the Romans now installed another high priest, which is not the duty of the politician to, to go into the affairs of God's church. God's church is run by God and by his word. And if you are a man of God or a woman of God and you allow yourself to be stained by politics, you are out of the will of God. We influence politics, but politics must not influence the church of God. That's by the way. So now... They took him to Annas. And the Bible says, from John chapter 18, the Bible says the officials and the servants. There's one time that because of the destruction of the king of kings and the lord of lords, servants and officials come together to enjoy themselves. Because they've gotten their prey. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 that if the rulers of this age had known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. There are things which elude Satan and his cohorts. The mind of Christ is only made known to the church. That is, if we walk in the spirit, then we have the mind of Christ. 
Satan did not know. So at that time when they thought they've gotten a prey in Jesus to destroy the seed of the woman, they came together to rejoice, to comfort, to, to celebrate, to have pleasure. Unfortunately, as we read, Peter was with those people warming himself up or getting warm. What does light have to do with darkness, says the word of God? Peter warmed up. I believe that Peter didn't get so close because people suspected him not to be one of their own. If you are a child of God, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus had this to say about the Laodicea church. I have this against you. You are neither hot nor cold. I'd rather you are one or the other. If you are not and you are lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I think Peter didn't also get enough of the fire. The Bible says it was cold and everybody else was warming up. Remember, Jesus was naked. You are Jesus, my Jesus. And if you don't know him and you prayed with me this morning, he has become your Lord too. He was naked and he was in the freezing cold and he was shivering. And this is Peter who says, I'll lay down my life for you. But he did not take the side of Jesus and he did not also get enough of the world, but he was with the world. Not too long ago, Jesus prayed for them. In John chapter 17, he said, you are in this world, but you are not of the world. You are from somewhere else. The moment you receive Jesus, you have become a member of another nation. Christians, we are a kingdom unto the Lord. We do not belong here. We are passing through. We have our destination with God, the creator of the universe. So Peter couldn't join Jesus to be cold. The cold was too much. Even the cold, he feared it. Remember, he couldn't stand the all-night prayer when Jesus was groaning. And now he couldn't stand the cold. So he joined the world to be cozy. He joined the people of the earth to be cozy. Well, before you condemn Peter, before you make a message and preach about Peter, the question I want to ask you is, what do you stand for? Cold, hot, or warm? Paul, by the Holy Spirit, wrote to the Galatia, Galatia church. Galatians chapter 1. and verse 16, Paul said, I am astonished, surprised, amazed that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ. There is a grace that is available to you and I who call ourselves Christians so that it doesn't matter what comes against us, we'll still be standing. That is why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, after you have done everything, stand. He says we are in a battle. We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are fighting against principalities and powers in high places. He says, keep on in the battle. You are in as a victor, not as a victim. 
And he says, as you fight, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, get up and stand. Prevail in the battle for Jesus said, I am building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And God brought me this challenge for you this morning. Whose side are you on? Hot, cold, or warm? But remember, Jesus said, why keep warm? For if you are warm like the Galata church, I will spew you out. If you are warm like the Laodicea church, I will spew you out. What has the Galata church done for me to call them warm? Paul says, I am astonished that you are no more standing in the grace. You are being deceived by the voices of many. Many religious people are passing through your town. Maybe politicians are also passing. The devil is just amok, wanting to destroy. And you and I know more than ever. This dispensation is in something no one has ever seen before. And the voices you hear seem to be so loud. Today, you are inundated by media. You don't need to put on the television or the radio. Your phone is enough. And the things you hear and read are louder. You are letting them become louder than the voice of the grace of Christ which saved you and I. Paul says, I'm amazed. You are deserting this grace. You are deserting the gospel for another gospel, which is really no gospel at all. The gospel of the virus is no gospel at all because we have the king of kings on our side. We have he who is able to put our soul into eternal hell. And we have he who loves us so much he does not want us to perish. I call him a good businessman. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son so that he will beget many more daughters and sons to inherit his kingdom. Why are you so afraid of the one who killed the flesh? We seem to be so afraid of a virus we have not seen. The church has coed. Many of us, few are speaking. The voice is not loud enough. Christianity is the only religion that was set up with Jesus telling his disciples, don't go anywhere, but stay in the city until you have received the promise of God most high, the promise God has given you. Do you know the promise of the Holy Spirit runs from Genesis chapter 1? Hallelujah. The promise. And Jesus said, don't go anywhere until you are endued with power, until you are clothed with power. Don't discount the Holy Spirit. That is the powerhouse of God. That is the weaponry of God. That is the military house of God. The church is a militant force. The church is not supposed to be a wave running, but today the church is being told what to do. Isn't it the case that the church is so warm? So you are saying, Pastor Love, so what should I do? What should I do? I want to give you only two points in this message. Number one, take a decision to stay on God's side. Take a decision this morning. That decision says, I repent. I turn my back from this lukewarmness. I turn my back from this pleasure, comfort, 
not caring what happens to God's church, not caring what happens to God's people, not caring what happens even to Jesus Christ. I repent. Peter repented. One day, the Bible says, Moses went to the mountain to bring the Ten Commandments, bring the word of God, and to the church he was leading at the time, which was the Jewish people. He has kept too long, and they don't want to know about this Moses. Don't many of us don't want to even know about our pastors? If we don't care about our Jesus, how can we care about our leaders who bring us the word of God here and night? And so by the time Moses came back, they started worshipping idols. And I'm not going to go into the details. But verse 26, the Bible says, when Moses came down, he stood at the entrance of the camp and said, whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. Come to me. This morning, repent. Turn around and say, Lord, indeed, I have been cold. I have been apathetic. I have been sitting on the fence. I have been thinking of myself, my family, my own. But I have not asked Jesus, how are you feeling? Jesus is standing in the cold. And you are warming up in a false fire. You are warming up around a group of people who don't know your Jesus. So there's nothing they will learn from you. Repent. Joshua, in Joshua chapter 24, in verse 15, he also said to the Jewish people, if serving the other idols pleases you, choose that. But me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose Christ. This is what Peter said in Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. He knew something about repentance. To him who much has been given, much is required. He was forgiven a lot. So when he preached the gospel in Acts chapter 3, he said to the people, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be forgiven. Peter said, repent. I call on you. Take the side of God. Take the side of God. Number two, which is the final point, be fervent in spirit. You are a child of God. You said, I'm on God's side. Be fervent in spirit. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11 says, never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. It's one thing to know God and you are praying in your room. But who have you told about Christ? Who have you witnessed to with your character? Can the fire of God be seen in your attitude, in your character, in your speech? Can the fire of God be seen? It must blaze. People must feel it. The Bible says concerning Jesus in John chapter 12 and verse 6, 17, zeal for your house has consumed me. Who is, who is on fire about the house of God? A day in your house is better than a thousand elsewhere, says the word of God. This message this morning, why keep warm? Is to tell you that there's still space and God is saying, come. Like he gave Peter the opportunity again. And filled him with the Holy Spirit so that Peter could go on and do many amazing things. Jesus said to tell you this morning, this is the time to be set on fire for the kingdom. Polycarp, finally, he was the bishop of Smyrna, raised up by John the Apostle. When the church was challenged and they were killing the Christians, they were putting them in the arenas, Polycarp was also arrested. The proconsul threatened to kill him. They said, curse Christ and leave. And Polycarp said, 
I have said, served my king for 86 years. He did me no wrong. How can I curse the one who saved me? And the proconsul continued. He suggested to Polika, okay, I won't kill you. What is the purpose in killing this old man? So he said to him, just say the emperor is genius. By saying that, what the proconsul meant is that when Polycarp said that, he was agreeing that the emperor was indeed a god and needed to be worshipped. And Polycarp said, maybe you don't know who I am. I want to tell you plainly, I am a Christian. A Christian is the one who will stand for what they believe. They will stand for the truth. Standing for the truth means you are hot. And this morning, the Lord is challenging you and I. When it comes to Jesus, I must not desert him. And I must not desert his people. That is the call. I call you to stand and not be warned. To stand and declare that I am a Christian. And I stand for the truth. And I stand because of the fire of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit in me. As you do that, God will have your back. And this morning as I bring this message to a close, I want to pray with you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the hearers of this message. This word has fallen on fertile ground and I declare and I decree that their spiritual fervency is heightened. I declare and I decree that many have been ignited by the fire of the Holy Spirit upon the word they have received and I declare and I decree that my hearers who are hearing you directly are going forth to show forth your power, your love in this world. I declare and I decree there will be your hands and your legs on earth to embrace this world in love for you. I pray your blessings upon each person and upon each household. If you are sick, wherever you are, receive the power of healing that comes through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.